Happy Monday, students. You're listening to Answers to Gospel Questions with me, Brother Lawson, and Brother Wing. How are you, Brother Wing? Oh, I'm doing well. Excellent. I'm glad you're doing well. It's a great week. Uh, it's our it's our last week that we're studying Isaiah, unfortunately. Uh, but we've got Isaiah comes in strong at the end of his book. Here he's got some great answers. To gospel questions, including the the, the question that we're going to ask today, and that is, can you ever be wrong doing right things? It's interesting. We're going to look at Isaiah fifty eight today, which is the first chapter that it, that Nephi uses or quotes in the uh, the Book of Mormon. Interestingly, this is right after uh, we we see this right after Nephi talks about how he's trying to help his brothers believe in you know Laman and Lemuel lame man and Lemuel, uh, where he's trying to help them believe in Jesus Christ. He, I'm not sure if this chapter, if he read this particular chapter to him, he may have, uh, but this chapter here answers a great question. And that is, can you ever be wrong in doing right things? Can you ever be wrong in, in doing right things? Brother Wing, have you, do you have any, what, just what, without even knowing what Isaiah says, and I don't even know what Isaiah says, but what would be your answer to that question? Yeah, I think we can have some wrong uh, interpretations mm-hmm. and we can accidentally develop some bad habits that would lead us away from God, even though the outward action may appear to be what God has asked us to do. But but the way that God sees it, he might be saying, that's not exactly what I asked you to do. And therefore, <laughs> um, that's you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing, but. Right. And so this, this could be a, this could be a challenge for us because I mean, the, the classic examples that are just coming right to the top of my head is like Sabbath day stuff, right? Uh, we could, we could uh, lurch one way, like the Pharisees way, and we could just totally seclude ourselves on Sundays and, uh, and keep ourselves totally from the world, not engage with anyone. Or we could go the opposite way and say things like, um, I'm going water skiing this Sunday, but I'm with my family and, uh, and Jesus wants me to be with my family. And so we're going water skiing. Not that I'm, you know what I'm saying? So we, we could, uh, it seems like this is an issue of our, of our hearts, where our hearts are at. And there's a fine line between where our hearts are at. And if they're in the right place where the Lord wants our heart, just because we feel our hearts in the right place doesn't necessarily mean that the Lord sees it the same way. And so I think Isaiah 58, Isaiah kind of calls out, uh, calls out the house of Israel a little bit for, for doing, for being wrong, even while they're doing a lot of things that are right. What do you see in Isaiah 58, Brother Wayne? Yeah, right at the first, um, you know, there's this cry, cry aloud, verse one, cry aloud, spare not, lift up thy voice like a trumpet and show my people their transgressions, you know? And then verses two through five, he describes this specifically with the mention of fasting. Mm-hmm. And it's as if the people are basically saying, look, we're doing what we're supposed to do. We even fast, but we aren't being blessed. You're ignoring us, God. And then it's as if God says back, no, you're just going through the motions and pretending like the outward appearance is everything. Your right. type of fasting is actually miserable and harmful. <laughs> um, let me teach you what fasting really is, you know. And so um, we can't just 
feign it and pretend like we're doing the right thing and not have our heart into it, not fulfill the purposes of it and expect that it's really what the Lord wants. I mean, right. there is some, you know, we, we can develop, we can practice, you know, I think that's all good. Like the, the intent is all good. They were almost trying to like fake it right? Um, in this case. Yeah. Fasting is a great example that Isaiah uses here to, to illustrate his point. People are going without food and water, right? Because the Lord has asked them to fast. And so look, we're doing what's right, but, but they're doing it in verse four, he says for strife and, de and debate. Um, and then he asked the question in verse five, he's like, is it such, is, is it such a fast that I have chosen a day for man to afflict his soul? Right. He's, he's saying, is, is this really what you're doing this for? Um, I remember when I was a little kid <laughs> coming home, it was fast Sunday. We lived really close to the church. And I remember running home because um, I was so hungry. And I knew that if I could get to my house before my parents, I could eat something before they walked in and caught me. And I opened the fridge. We had like nothing in the fridge except for like sliced pickles. And I remember just opening that jar of pickles and and putting like one sliced pickle in my mouth right when uh, the door to our house opens. My mom came in and she uh, she wasn't like a Aha, I caught you type person, but she's like, what are you doing? I said, oh, I'm eating a pickle. She's like, she goes, if you're not going to fast, you should eat more than a pickle. You know, it's like, what are you what are you doing? And she was helping me understand that. The fast that the Lord has chosen for us is in verse six. It's to loose the bands of wickedness. Uh, it's to undo heavy burdens and let the oppressed go free. All right. That's, that is the fast that uh, that's the way we're supposed, that's the attitude that we're supposed to have when we fast. Now, this isn't a, this isn't a, an episode about fasting. Remember, this is an episode about doing right things for the right reasons, not right things for the wrong reasons. When we do right things for the right reasons, that's when uh, blessings really come. What are some of the blessings that that uh, the Lord, or the Isaiah and the Lord identified for us in chapter 58 for the wing? Yeah, there's the such a, I mean, for fasting in particular, like I love that part about undo the heavy burdens and let the oppressed go free and mm -hmm. you may break every yoke. I see that as, yeah, there are some things that collectively we would fast and offer a fast offering. Think of the miracles that could be done to bless the poor um, and the needy. But I also kind of take that in a personal way that fasting has a power to um, break bad habits of our own, like that we're bound by certain things and that by um, seeking the Lord's power and strength through fasting, we can accomplish things that we otherwise would not have the power um, to accomplish. Um, even Jesus referred to this, this kind of thing when he was able to heal someone when the apostles weren't able to heal. And he mentioned the power of fasting. Um, and so I really like that, you know, and that there's, there's physical and spiritual benefits to fasting as well as um, collective and individual uh, blessings. And, you know, but I like the point that really we're just talking about doing things and seeing the Lord's perspective on why we're doing that thing. And so he, he is not about us just saying, just punishing ourselves. And somehow that satisfies him for some reason. That's weird. You know, that's not what God <laughs> wants. Like he's not, he doesn't just love misery, you know, right. 
but he loves faith, you know, and he loves trusting him and he loves teaching us about his ways, you know? And so if we go into any spiritual activity and we say, how can I connect to the Lord through this activity where, whether it's partaking of the sacrament, you know, or, um, going to church or studying our scriptures, you know, we might say like, look, I study the scriptures this many times and it's, you know, it's super hard and painful. <laughs> like, I don't get it, but I still do it anyway. You know, well, that's, I guess that's kind of good, but what are we learning about Jesus through our scripture study? How are we drawing closer to him? What are we, um, how are we changing because of our scripture study? Mm-hmm. And if we go into our scripture study to be nourished spiritually, we're going to start to get the real reason why we're studying. He's not just trying to give us some conceptual knowledge or that we can quote things back, you know, as, as good as that might be sometimes, but we want to find his purpose in the activity. And to do that, we kind of, kind of put our whole heart into it yeah, and not just an outward feigning of a thing. I, my son, my five-year-old son occasionally will push my two-year-old son you know, and exercise some unrighteous dominion there that he's bigger. And when it happens, you know, he's, he's a good boy and he'll feel bad. And, and especially if he gets caught (laughs) and I'll look at him and I'll say, Hey, apologize, you know, help, help your brother up, you know, apologize. And now it's kind of a thing of how, how sincere are his actions at this point? Because he'll be like, (laughs) all right, fine. Sorry. You know, and, and I'll be like, and I'm, I'm in my brain. I'm like, look, say it like you mean it. You know, it's like show some love here, you know, but this is the idea that there's a great connection that can happen there when we do it with our heart. But if we're just kind of flatly going through the motions as if that's the, the actual thing we're, right. we're missing the point. You know, I think one last thought, um, one of the coolest blessings when we internalize the gospel and we start doing right things for the right reasons in sincere ways, like apologizing when we push people down. Um, the blessing, I think, is identified in verse 12 of Isaiah 58, when the Lord says, thou shalt raise up a foundation of many generations, and thou shalt be called the repairer of the breach, the restorer of paths to dwell in. When we choose to, to internalize the gospel, we set not only ourselves on a pathway to the celestial kingdom, but we set our posterity on that path as well. When our, when, uh, our family sees us and knows that, that the gospel means everything to us, um, and it's not just something we do, but it's something that we are, that changes them and it can repair any breaches and restore paths uh, and make it easier for our posterity to be faithful in years to come. So that's, I think, a a pretty cool uh, promise that was given to us by Isaiah there. All right, students, thanks for joining us for this answer to this, for this episode of Answer to Gospel Questions. Come to our Institute class tomorrow at 830. That's Tuesday, 830. We'd love to have you. Until next time, everybody, we love your guts. Stay righteous.